everybody, and welcome to the 19th MCU film, I think it's 19th, somewhere around there, of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who knows a Baba Yaga? <laughs> World's greatest grandma, Michael K. Hughes. <laughs> and I'm Bill Tucker, and if I have to watch one more of these goddamn MCU movies, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, whoa. guess what? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. This is truth serum. <laughs> <laughs> all that for a true serum joke. You stepped all over it. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. I'm really that was kind this. Of funny though. Hello. I think it's 19th or 20th. I unfortunately did not have that information in front of me. After after 15, I think you just kind of go, I who knows. But uh, it's 20th. we're here. We only have like three left after this one. This is mm-hmm. this is uh, we're hitting the the finish line on this. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful feeling. <laughs> I mean, it was. <laughs> I love my idea, but I'm ready to be done with my idea. It was. It's. A, it was a long haul, but um, we have a good one in front of us here. Yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp. 2018 it doesn't. It does not feel like three years. Well, it's been three years at the time you're hearing this, so yeah, we're close to it. Doesn't feel like that at all. No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. It's. Uh, yeah, this doesn't feel like that. That kind of that length of time, but uh, you know how time goes in the. In the 2020s, time has crawled to a stop and has no meaning whatsoever. So here we are. We're in the quantum. We're in the quantum realm as we uh, navigate this world. So this is also directed by the same guy who directed the first Ant Man movie, Peyton Reed. Well, part of the first Ant Man movie. Oh yeah, Edgar Wright. What could have been? Well, I don't know what could have been. I'm happy what we got. Honestly. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what what Edgar Wright could have done with the property? Um, this definitely has his fingerprints all over it. It's very much so a sequel in the same style and tone and basically everything else you could ask for in this movie. And I think to good effect, I enjoy this quite a bit. It's a all lot right. of fun. It's it's a good standalone movie, but at the same time, it connects enough into the series. But even if you hadn't seen Civil War, you hadn't seen everything, you don't need to. It gives you the pieces you need to know what's going on. Yeah. And that makes it a good movie, too. And I think we talked about the first one, how it followed up. Age of Ultron. Was it Age of Ultron? It comes right after Age of Ultron. I thought it was after some bummer movie, and they were, this was the the first one was like a nice lighthearted one. But it was this is a, yeah. Good, sorry. This is definitely that with Infinity War after such a bummer of a movie, and then this thing is just the best. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, this is a uh, you know, this is like the uh, the reprieve we needed from Infinity War because it took us a month. After Infinity War to record this, like we did a month break after that just to like, okay, uh, life is okay. We're okay. Everything's okay. Kind of. And then we move on to the lighthearted fun Ant-Man the Wasp. So they know what they're doing when they release these things. They know people need something fun. And um, yeah, like we said, like lighthearted. Yeah. And like Mike said, this one's pretty standalone as really little to do because this happens while Infinity War is going on. And it, uh, oh yeah, it doesn't this really tie only... into it until the the very very end. See, there's only three days that this is happening, and you all you know is that it happened after Civil War. Mm-hmm. You don't know when it happened. You know it's been two years since Civil right. War, but right, yeah, yeah, because they do make reference a lot of times to two years and him getting bigger and uh, you know that whole that whole thing. So <laughs> Captain America, it's neat to see what happened, and it's neat to see somebody. And we'll talk about this as we kind of go through the beats, but. It's kind of neat also to see one of the Avengers or Avenger-esques, because he's not really an Avenger at this point. He's because I can't remember what side he was on even in Civil War. He was he was on Cap. He was yeah. on Cap. OK, that's why he's in prison <clears throat> or wasn't. Right. Prison. Which is why he's under house arrest. So it's interesting. Oh, wow. One of them's under under house arrest because he's 
just a person. Like, good luck getting Captain America under house arrest. Like, <laughs> you have to put him into, like, a fortified bunker. No, just put a bracelet around his, his leg, stick him at home, let him well, play rock. You remember the end of Civil War? I mean, Cap rescues them. So then he must have, you know, same deal. Hey, I want to come back home. So I'll, I'll, I'll either I'll go house arrest or I ain't coming back. So basically, yeah. Plus, he has his daughter and everything else there to consider. So but we'll get there. What was your first impressions of it? I, I loved it. I had a great time. This so Age of Ultron, I've said before, was my favorite MCU movie for a long time just because I love that movie. But this is the one that knocked it down a peg. Like, I love everything about this movie. It's such a fun movie. It definitely feels like what I think a comic book movie should be. Sure. And I'm sure you've got thoughts on this, Bill, but it definitely has the uh, quote unquote smallest stakes in the entire MCU. <laughs> it sure does. It sure does. Yeah, it does. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it sure does. I mean, the whole thing is just not go to prison and rescue mom. Yeah. Well. Oh, I mean, there, there, there is an overarching kind of, of, of threat here, but you're right. There's no galactic, you know, threat looming yeah. in the cosmos ready to devour the world. Like it's, I mean, it is a small it's a small scope with a lot of emotional weight to it. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of emotional weight to this. And there's there's some stuff in here that's pretty, pretty tough to to handle. So and we'll go through it as we go through it. But um, I mean, yeah, the two, the two main villains, I mean, one just wants to kill one person and the other just wants to sell technology. I mean, they're not even like compared to what the MCU villains normally are like. Yeah, it's, she doesn't yeah. really even want to kill the one person. She just wants right. to save herself. Right, but we'll kill the one person in the process. Oh yeah, well, it doesn't give a shit. <laughs> right, but that's kind of the thing. It's it's, and we'll we'll talk about uh, the, the the quote unquote villains because Ghost yeah. I don't see is a real villain. She's a victim of circumstance, and again, we'll talk about it. Her story is actually extremely sad. And then you just have mustache twirling war profiteer who's there to no. make fun of and to yeah, he's there to be defeated. You know, so which is good. Yeah, he's so one noted and one dimensional, but you know what? As a side villain, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. He's also it's just that actor too, though. Yeah, who he gets is that a lot guy? of parts yeah, like we'll, that. We'll get there, but I don't okay. know who that guy is. I recognize him, but I can't tell you his name or anything. I can tell you his name, but it's only because of IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie starts off with a flashback too, which I like, where you go back to Hank Pym being much younger <laughs> thanks to technology. What the hell? <laughs> also, I just heard a scream in the background. Uh, yeah, not yeah. me. So it starts, the movie starts off with a flashback, and I like how you have Hank, you know, young Michael Douglas, and they use the technology to make him young, and you have young Michelle Pfeiffer. I enjoy how this kind of sets up where the movie was going, where it talks all, of, it gives you all the story that you need to get you right in with the flashback, how Janet was lost, the talk about bringing her back. Everything is just in there right away. Like this is what you know, kind of gets you into the movie what the plot is going to be. It's a refresher from the first movie because. Hank went over all of this with, I think he went over with Scott, because obviously Hope didn't know. Did he tell yeah. her that? I don't know. We've seen this before. Is <laughs> the point of this. Yeah, we've seen it before. I mean, and, the, and the director realizes that there may be a few people in this world who are not watching Marvel movies every single, every single year. And there may be somebody out there who, has, who doesn't remember what happened in the first one, because it's been a few years. So it's a nice little refresher, like you said, Mike, where um, every, you know, just kind of getting us up to speed. Right, and it gives us a chance to experience firsthand the emotional beat between uh, mother and daughter. Um, it's not the kind of thing that needs to be explained, but it does come back later on. So you do need that little bit of 
you know, Jelly Bean and where she hides to <laughs> kind of connect the dots later on in the movie. It's great. It's perfectly well, fine. Yeah. Plus, it gives you information that a person wouldn't have had otherwise to make you trust somebody. Right. Right. Exactly. It's uh, it's a bit of an exposition and it's it's well done. The acting is good. Yeah, it's a perfectly good uh, opener. The de-aging stuff is still just super impressive. Like Michelle Pfeiffer doesn't, like, doesn't quite look like Catwoman, but. Michael I'm Douglas okay looks that. like he just stepped out of the game. It's 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 crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh god, that movie. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're not kidding. It's pretty amazing and also kind of scary. It's like, <laughs> do we need actors anymore? Just just make a robot face and make that happen. Well, you think so. you still need the actor to play the part, then you just DA. I know, I know. Or you just, just CGI their upper lip to make the mustache go away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still have never seen it. And all the times I've seen that movie, I've never noticed the mustache. Oh, oh I mean, just watch the first scene again. When, when he's on the, the cell phone camera, it's it's super obvious. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed it. And I, don't, I don't I try not to like hone in on that sort of thing. And I was like, what's wrong with their lamp? <laughs> hey, go back and listen to our Justice League episode. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's actually, good. it's actually a good time. And, we, and and then it cuts back to which this movie cuts a lot, but it cuts to Scott with his daughter. I really, really enjoyed this first part when they're in the whole little tunnels. And mm-hmm. I just think of Indiana Jones. And I, I love this. It makes me want to I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need my son to be wrong. I just want to make my little box for Cassie's her actress is super adorable in this movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. She steals the scene every time she's on screen. Oh, yeah. Totally. This guy, kind of, I, I, as adorable and inventive and cute as this is, just to, in case you're not watching this movie and decide to sit us, listen to us for two hours and talk this movie. <laughs> uh, this is he's he's going through this elaborate cardboard fort where he has these he has an ant made out of I don't know cardboard tubes and paper mache uh-huh. and <laughs> and Luis is controlling him and he's just got this whole scenario worked out with his daughter as having this like adventure in the house. And you don't really remember – you don't realize he's under house arrest until towards the end of this. You just think he's having fun. This made me really happy because it's absolutely adorable and actually kind of sad because I wish I was this cool as a dad. Like I <laughs> wish I could do that. That would be amazing, but I know I can't. That's Well, like, first you no. got to be arrested and be at home for a long period of time I guess. in order to make I, that. I mean <laughs> we kind of had our chance last year. So. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, none of us were out of work though. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> All three of us kept working during it. This is true. I, it's interesting. It's just very funny how, yeah, it's really, no, it's a, an amazing opening. And again, lets us all know, like an Ant-Man, he's a good guy. That guy there, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, good dude. He's a good guy. So he's good. No matter what happens, he's good. And uh, oh, it's great. Just, it's so fun and inventive. This way this movie just gets you up to speed with everything. You have, you know, when they go down the slide, his foot goes out the fence. And then it doesn't take very long before you get introduced to the FBI and they kind of talk about and the way that the that Wu like it's early on where Wu starts talking to her he's like hey, you know your daddy went to go fight with Captain America and he didn't sign the Sokovia Accords and that's why you know the whole way that he tries to child explain it but at the same time makes it just so complicated it's a really clever way to do an exposition dump for the audience like yeah, it, it's funny <laughs> yeah exactly it's played for laughs but it gives yeah. the audience exactly what they need to know it's like this is how scott got to where he is now yep yep you have the Zacobia. It's, it's very funny and the reaction is like you hang out with kids much or you know whatever that uh that <laughs> oh, yeah. line was you're great with kids it was fantastic yeah this is uh too because they're talking about Cassie says that they, they were stealing treasure and oh. he kind of raises his eyebrow. Scott's like, well, you try and entertain a 10 year old when you're stuck in house arrest. 
Right. And uh, he's like, I even learned up close magic and he flips the card out. And I, <laughs> I yeah. love that that comes back around. In oh, the beginning so great. Of, Such of, a great thing. Yeah. Three years later. Yeah. In uh, WandaVision, <laughs> Jimmy, oh, when he, yeah, oh, Wu that. comes back in that and he goes to hand someone his card and he kind of flips it out like. It's it's awesome. Oh man, that's cool. I haven't seen WandaVision yet, but no, that sounds funny. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's, it's so good how this that comes back uh, every twenty minutes or so. That comes mm-hmm. back in some way. It's super funny. Great recurring joke. It's quick. It's it's easy to digest. Super fun. Mm-hmm. I was <laughs> everyone's so impressed with it. It's like, how'd you do that? <laughs> and I was enjoying the song too. When it has "Come on, get happy," I can't think of the actual name of the song. I don't think it's that. I don't. Uh, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but. Yeah, and then he. This oh is God, it's the Partridge Family theme song. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, and wow. is this one he has his. Is this one he has his uh, his dream? Yeah. 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 Yep. Sleep, that was funny. Sleep in the tub. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, sleep in the tub. I it, the subatomic is so cool and interesting and and an awesome idea to have this world of just random colors and lights and figures and shapes. It's a really beautiful. And they always make a mention of how gorgeous it is to be in, in there, but you're also in the process of losing your mind because we are not meant to be subatomic. And yeah, he has that dream that kind of starts everything in motion. I do like when he looks in the mirror and he sees Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that part's good. still funny. Yeah, pretty good. He finds himself playing hide and go seek with a little girl hiding in a, a big closet, as he puts it later. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if any lions or witches in that wardrobe, huh? Mm. Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> that's every time I see a wardrobe, that's what I think of. Every time. I don't get the reference. Nar- Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, okay. A movie oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah, seen yeah, one and yeah. read a lot of books. <laughs> so it's and then like I also I think it's a great idea how he has a he has a cell phone to call Hank hidden in a freaking outlet, which again makes sense. I mean, you know, it it makes sense that he would have a way to contact them, but he has it hidden because well, if they found out, you know, he'd be back in jail. Yeah. Because it's something where he says that if he has any contact with him, then he's in violation of his probation or whatever, and how he hasn't talked to him. And since he got back from Germany, because as Cassie puts it, they hate his guts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, love that. I love that she says it. They hate his guts. And just the way she delivers it. Thanks. <laughs> it's so freaking funny. Pretty good. She, is, so she does a great, a great job in this movie. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, everyone's really good as far as acting goes. There's really no, no uh, dead spots in it. No. No. They have good. They have good. At, you know everything all well around. It's a very well-round movie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then when he calls them, he just leaves a voicemail because they don't pick up. The thing that I didn't understand. I mean, I know the movie explains it, but I didn't. I didn't like it personally. Is that they're also in trouble for the Sokovia Accords because they didn't because of their tech because he used their technology. Yeah. So they're on the. I mean, you think they would be like, well, we had nothing to do with it, but or something like he stole it. Technically, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of stole it, but they also were were in cahoots. I mean, they had nothing to do with yeah Sokovia or the Accord or anything that happens in Civil War. But yeah, I mean, they were tangentially involved. They made this suit, you know, using technology that wasn't you know approved. And isn't there like Stark stuff in there too? I don't, I don't remember exactly. Um, I don't what, think so. I think this I is not, like right? the, the only MCU movie in the entire franchise that doesn't mention Tony Stark's name. This Thank is true. God. It's true. They they don't they don't mention him. Yeah, I don't I don't honestly remember, but no, he wasn't yeah. mentioned in this movie. And I, it's I mean it's nice to get away from him for a change. Yeah, they mentioned Cap quite a bit, but that's about it. Hey, that, that's the best one of the whole Avengers. That's fine. <laughs> Better than Black Widow. That's surprising coming. Wow. From yeah. Good point. Yes, it is. I love Black Widow, but yes. All right. So yeah, after that, so we have. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So he calls. Hello? He leaves the voicemail, and 
the, and then he, uh, I think it's like five minutes later, pretty soon after. Yeah, he's uh, sitting down at night eating cereal, <laughs> watching TV, and he's getting buzzed by some kind of bug. <laughs> what could that be? <laughs> <laughs> he passes out. Oh, man, my wife, she, she cracks up every time. He just kind of, as he falls over. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is you're, still, you're spilling cereal on the couch. Please All don't do that. Oh, His replacement will clean it up. Fair enough. I'm sure he did. <laughs> replacement. <laughs> we'll get there. Like, that's, that's that funny. whole part where he wakes up in the car with her driving is like he just kind of like he kind of groggy and he's like, oh, where? It's like, wait a second. What? Where? What am I doing? I can't be here. Yeah. Like, is this another dream? And kind of snaps out of it. Wait, I can't be here. <laughs> She's like, I mean, uh, I like that because again, everything is on the line. They're not going to care why he left. They're not going to be. Well, they kidnapped me. I, I, I don't know why I'm here. Like they're just like, well, you're off to the raft. You go now. Yeah, and then and Will really wants to take him down, and for for reasons unknown, but he is really Jones and to just put this guy in behind bars forever. He he wants to. So, and I love the reveal early on when reveal of the ankle bracelet when his foot goes through the gate, and it's just that that reveal is really incredible, and which is why they show up. And now you know why he is so just nervous about leaving. Like I can't. What am I doing? Of course, they found a replacement. This giant ant is going to wear this thing and just be him. Yeah. Got nine hours of sleep, two hours in the bathroom, whatever that's about. <laughs> yeah, right. I love that scene. And then, like, I don't remember when it is, but at one point when they cut up the ant and he's playing the drum game. And I think you're playing rock band drum game. Come on, yeah. rock band. And somebody's like, what are you, 15? Yeah, that's Hank <laughs> later on. I love that. Really? Well, Hope says, the, we, we got you covered, and it cuts back to the apartment, and it's just the ant sitting on the couch eating Fruit Loops, and <laughs> Louise walks in, and he's like, Scotty? <laughs> That's so funny. I don't think we've gotten much Louise just yet. Have we gotten to the point where they, we realize they have a business that they need to kind of uh, land the big client? Have we gotten yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's during the uh, the little thing with Cassie at the beginning, where he kind of... He's oh, yeah. talking out the window. He's like, hey, we, we need to do this. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder how great he is again in this role. And they, they and we'll get to the point, but how just how happy and wonderful it is that the, that crew is back doing very little. They don't really do much in this movie, but it's just no, nice to see them on screen. And, and they have great, uh, great lines and their their comedy beats are just very, very funny and good. Um, they are more digestible in this one than I feel they are in the first one. Yeah, I think so. I think they're cemented as just a crew. They're not also they're not really villains at this point anymore. They're not bad guys who are not villains. But they're not like bad guys who steal stuff. They are they're starting a business, all like Ghostbusters, you know, they're just <laughs> trying to like just get the business going, which is a very universal theme. Everyone can get on board with that. You think so, they uh, took a third for a uh, third uh, mortgage on their house too to pay for it? By <laughs> not I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, okay. So anyway, I'm just glad to see Luis is back. It's, it's just fun whenever he's on screen and he's uh he's a good time. Yeah, they got Can a, I just they got... say that Scott's house is like amazing. <laughs> I, was, I like his house, like how big. When you like at one point you see how big it is, I'm like, God, it's mm-hmm. a huge house. And then I think they're in San Francisco. They never yeah. really quite say, but it's got the they are the deep bills and whatnot. So yeah, that house makes... has to be worth a small fortune. Yeah, the San Francisco, I can't imagine how much that house is worth. It's a little run down, if you notice. Like, again, this is me just being, you know, cranky homeowner. I'm looking at the siding. And I'm like, oof, that siding is looking a little haggard. You can probably have to replace that. So obviously it's uh, it's not well kept, but it's definitely um, a prime piece of real estate for sure. 
And then just when you first see Hank's office, I, I love how like they drive in the van and <laughs> when they get to Hank's office, I think she shrinks the car and then puts it away. I can't. I don't think uh, she no, it they're they're shrunk to begin with, which you, you don't really know until Scott, oh, yeah. tries, Scott tries to open the door. And she's like, it won't open while the system's engaged. And then we get our first Jurassic Park reference with the pigeon coming down. <laughs> the giant eyeball right outside this the big window. eyeball. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's that right. a Jurassic Park reference. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so totally all the is. shrinking stuff is so funny, though. It's so good in this movie. Yeah, it, it's just, again, all of this, it's just escalating what happened in the last film, which is kind of what you need to do. And there's just the shrinking, uh, especially in the fights and the battles and, and the tra- chases, using the shrinking as a, as a method of evading and attacking is so interesting and good. It's not just the, oh, how fun it is to shrink down and fit into a, a matchbox or Hot Wheels <laughs> box, you know, like that's fun. When they shrunk the office, I I gasped audibly. I went, <gasps> "No, oh. you wouldn't have seen that coming." <laughs> no, that it was amazing. So yeah, the office case. all I could think about is as you're like walking around this office, you know, in your hand, isn't everything inside just smashing around? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm like, how is that? How is that quantum tunnel staying intact? <laughs> well, they didn't want the scene of them strapping it down and unstrapping things. You that's know, so. fine. I guess it's movie. Yeah. I assume everything's bolted down. I, I, yeah, I guess so, right? Everything is uh, should probably be designed to be mobile in your yeah, office with, building. But the way they throw the office around later on, yeah, no, I, I agree. It, <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. Everything trash. I love the design of the lab, though, because you have the giant ants that are doing all their the, the menial task, but... In the background, you see like giant Duracells that are powering everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. Really like certain funny. things are shrunk down, but certain things are little things mm-hmm. blown up. <laughs> it's like so an end world hunger with those things. Yeah, really. I Very really sick. got a kick out of the whole Hot Wheels box when he pulls it out, like before they leave the office. The Hot and Wheels like, rally case. <laughs> yeah, the little cars in there, and then they just blow up. And I was like, myself, you know, he probably stole all those cars too. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, they're they're doing pretty well for themselves. Even Scott's like, hey, if this is where you're living, if you need money, maybe I can help. Hope's like, we're fine, and he, <laughs> we're good. That's when we get the reveal of the labs. Like, oh, okay, they're doing all right. I mean, he did own a company, but I feel like he his assets would have been frozen when they didn't sign the accords. Yeah. Again, right. I'm overthinking. Well, I, I think they I think they make it clear they lost a bunch. Like they did not get out of this unscathed financially. So they basically pouring all their resources into getting their mom back or her mom back. Yeah. And this is when they talk about the whole quantum realm idea, how, when they opened up the gate, that's what communicated with Scott and why he had the dream. That's when he tells him, well, it was in that, in a wardrobe or closet, but that, <laughs> that whole thing, it makes them trust him that he has information he would not have or should not have. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 So- I think we were down there. You're entangled with her. I would never do that, Hank. <laughs> I respect you too much. <laughs> <laughs> you go, oh, yeah, that was funny. Though. So they they need they uh they need the MacGuffin, the component, as they refer to it as, just a component. Yeah, pretty cool. much MacGuffin. Yeah, they need the component to complete, finish the thing to finish. Oh yeah, because they try to turn it on, but it breaks, and they say, oh, we need this component. It just happens to fit perfectly in this slot that we designed <laughs> for it. So they go to meet Sunny. Our mustache twirling war profiteer villain, Sonny Birch. Our evil, <laughs> evil, evil McEvilson. He is. He is a bad dude. So he's played by Walton Goggins, and I don't recognize the name at all. I don't either, I but I know I've seen him in a lot of. Like, he's always a villain in everything. Yeah, he looks familiar. One of those guys that looks like I should know who he is, but I clearly don't. Walton Goggins. Yeah, I just assume he's a villain in almost everything he plays. He does a voice in the 
2017 Prey game. Hey, there you go. Please allow me to take this opportunity to tell everyone on this listening to the show, play Prey. Now that it's Real free good. on Xbox, you know, or Xbox Live or whatever the heck it is, game now nice. you can just play with all the other Bethesda games. There is no reason. Please play that game so they can make another one. He also was an episode of The Big Bang Theory, too. Oh, he was in uh, Django Unchained. Okay, that's where I recognize him from. He's a relatively, he's a kind of a smallish part there, but a memorable one. He's in the third Major League movie, everyone's favorite. Oh, that one. That's fine. <laughs> he's in a lot of movies. I know I've seen him in different things. I just can't, I can't figure out like what he was in, but. Yeah, uh, working actor, just getting it done. So, and it's a pretty big role, right? You're the third part of the uh, villain good guy triangle. So this is important. He wants. For some reason, oh, he discovers that she's Hope Pym. He had no idea. Clearly, he wasn't able to Google her or realize, didn't do any research on the names she gave him. Like, none. Just an I okay mean, you person. think a guy yeah. like that would yeah, look I mean, up she, people. He didn't do his due diligence, but that's fine. People make mistakes. Realizes she's Hope and decides that, hey, this will be a good opportunity to, I guess, put the squeeze on her and, like, yeah. demand more. He says that she's clearly working on something because she needs this component. So he wants to offer her a portion and selling their lab. That's right. This is his motivation for the entire yeah. movie. And he, well, also, he's already found a buyer for her lab for $1 billion. That's yeah. also the whole mistake, too, is that he already offered that he's going to sell this to them. And if he doesn't, they're not going to be OK with it. And he also so that's part of the whole thing. Also mentions he has a contact in the FBI, and that's how you find out about her, which comes back around later on. It doesn't work out too good for that guy. No, <sighs> certainly does not. No, it does not. It's uh, yeah, he uh, he he wrote some checks he can't cash, and now right. that he can't cash said checks, he's going to do evil things to to make it happen. Steal the again, do do all the stuff to get that technology off to rando buyer. Of course, she turns him down, so he keeps the component and her money, and well. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, yeah, it's kind of a silly thing. What do you think she was going to do? Just walk out the door? Okay. Yeah. Well. I mean, at least you think he'd give her back her money and be like, we got no deal or uh-huh. something. But No, but he's an evil villain. We got to make sure yeah. that he does everything to the utmost evilness, which, again, at this point, you it's pretty clear that you, this is not your guy. Like, this is not the superhero villain that's going to be in this movie. He's just dumb, dumbass who's going to get punched in the head at some point or get something thrown on him. He's disposable. So that's why I don't mind the fact that he is so one-noted because we have interesting coming. And I kind of have felt like if this was the main guy, this would be a problem for this movie. But we have Ghost is going to appear very soon. Uh, Wasp has this wonderful now sequence of fighting and shrinking and enlarging and taking out all of uh, Sonny's goons. It's really uh, good. All, oh, all the action so in the fun. movie. All yes. the action is so awesome. Excellent. Excellent. I love the, the giant salt shaker she throws oh, and right in front of so him. Good. He just runs the glass and falls. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's great. And it's, again, using the environment to your benefit. It's it's everyday objects becoming major threats. You know, as they're but he has a one of the one of the goons has a um a meat softener, a meat tenderizer. <laughs> yeah. And he's like smashing it like you would try to kill an actual bug in your kitchen. Like, come here. And uh, again, everyday objects becoming really dangerous and effective in this. That's so much fun. Until <laughs> they do the they do the same bit like they did the, with the train sequence in the first one, where when it's shrunken down, it's like this high intensity, high octane action sequence. But then it zooms out to normal scale, and it's just like <laughs> it's just 
mundane run of the day stuff. So the guy's just smashing the table with the meat tenderizer, basically. And the way it's she it. fights is great. How she constantly shrinking, enlarging, shrinking, enlarging, like just and just beating the shit out of everybody in that room. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott didn't know the tech, so he's also not any kind of trained fighter in the first movie. So it's cool yeah. to see someone that knows what they're doing. Yeah, and has wings in combat, and has wings and blasters. <laughs> I love that when he's watching. You gave her wings. You gave her blasters. He's like, you didn't have that. I did. I love how he's like, I didn't give it to you. <laughs> it's uh, again. It's also does a nice job of cementing the lack of trust there is still. They still don't want him really any part of this, but they kind of have to. It's a. It's a good. It's a good beat. And again, it cements that she should be ant person. She should be ant woman. So she is. She's the one equipped to do this work. Right. Yeah. He's not. Um, but as we see, they really do need each other, which we will find out later. And then uh, after all of this ass kicking is complete, we meet Ghost, who uh, I, as soon as I saw her, I'm like, she's got some Tali from Mass Effect vibes. Anybody oh, else yeah, yeah. pick up <laughs> on that? that? Like, serious. I was like, whoa, okay. Hello. I'm um, asking the hood and whatnot. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just, again, just do a little side by side maybe if you want to refresh yourself on Mass Effect. But yeah, and so Ghost is very mysterious. Uh, she's very threatening. She is has the ability to phase through things. Yeah, and that's a cool little fight where they uh, where Wasp is soundly defeated. She also was a like B C lister Iron Man villain before. Is that movie. so? I was going to ask where does she come from in the in the canon? She yeah, is in first appearance is Iron Man two hundred nineteen, which I have. She's definitely one of those characters that I knew nothing about before the movies. It's also a, a guy in Marvel in the in the Iron Man comics. Yeah, which they kind of pay a tribute to later on when Hank refers to Ghost as a he because they don't know because their face is covered. Yeah. But also in the van, we get the first shot of Chekhov's Altoid tin, which comes back around later on. But <laughs> Scott's asking for a mint and Hank's just like, no, no, no mints. <laughs> and of course, as the audience, we know there's something up with that Altoid mm-hmm. tin. They've mentioned it <laughs> twice already now. It's like the filmmakers definitely want you to remember a benign tin of Altoids, which again comes back. Uh, Scott joins into the fracas. He gets his the suit that's, that's in work, in progress, so half the time it doesn't work. It's a little devicey. You know, it's kind of like convenient where things don't work exactly when he needs them. But it's always to good effect, so I'll, I'll kind of like excuse that, <laughs> that little bit of a uh, plot device where it doesn't work all the time. I think every time it malfunctions too, it's played for laughs, which is fine. <laughs> which is fine, right? It's always accompanied with a with a joke or something. So, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, her value of that of that first appearance is still not very high. Okay, so hey, if you want to get yourself a first appearance ghost, jump on eBay. It's a twenty dollar book as of this recording. Oh, that's nothing. Come up. on, that's like eighteen cups of coffee. Come on, now. it was a lot more back <laughs> when this movie was coming out. Everybody like it, it jumped high, but now it's nothing. Yeah. So that's uh, normal, though. yeah. So Giant Hawk goes appears. So this is when Scott both, joins the fight, a yep, fight with Ghost. Yep, and it kind of just doesn't doesn't really help much. She <laughs> no. ends up grabbing the lab. Yes. She takes yeah, the lab. after phasing her fist through Hank's throat, which I'm sure feels yeah. all kinds of weird. That was cool. Very cool. I mean, from watching enough movies, I mean, I'm assuming when something like that is phasing through your body, it's terrible and you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, all she has to do is unphase and blah, this turns <laughs> into an R-rated movie very quickly. Hey, why didn't she try? You know, I thought you'd pull out someone's heart. You had to go. Oh, oh, oh. You had to say a bunch of chanting before you grab their heart and pull it out. And how it worked? No. Temple of okay. Doom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was I was getting there. I just couldn't remember which which the, the names of those Indiana Jones movies always mix in my brain, even though I've seen all of them. Yeah. Too bad. Good thing we only made three of them. 
Uh-huh. <sighs> all right. And then <laughs> this is when then you after the lab gets stolen, then you go to the ex-cons office. Yeah. He's like, uh, well, we can't go back to my house because we or no. He's like, let's go back to my house. We're supposed to be there anyway. We could show up any minute. And Hank's like, that's why we're not going there. <laughs> and Scott says, what about your house? And everyone just kind of looks at him. It's like, oh, yeah. OK, so again, we, we find out that they didn't come unscathed out of this whole Germany thing. Well, yeah, plus like, the fact that they're wanted for treason or, you know, wanted to be arrested. They would take they would seize all your assets at that point. Yeah. So Scott's like, oh, there is one place we can go. And I love Hank's reaction. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. It is funny seeing their office and you have the whole stupid scene with him at the desk. Like, you got me this desk. Like, he's like, he's like, you found this for free. No, we bought it, at a, you know, at a, at a garage sale. You found this it, in the garbage. You found this amongst garbage. You you weren't here when we picked out desks. This is so good. It's good to see that group back together, and it's also good to see them just squabbling and arguing while you know <laughs> hope and red talking about oh. the the Enterman pastries. It's like what's the famous pastries? I what was very happy for breakfast. The oatmeal packets. It's insulting. <laughs> I was very happy to see an Entenmann's box that just reminded me of growing up in New Jersey where we oh. ate so much damn Entenmann's. So that made me very happy. And uh, no, it's just fun. Yeah. The, the, what do you say? Oh, you got the fancy cakes <laughs> yeah. or, or something like that. The fancy pastry for the big meeting that they're going to have the next day. Uh, just so fun seeing his friends together. I still love TI is really good in the, in the role and, the, the fellow who plays the, the Russian, I'm Kurt. assuming Russian guy. The, the character's name. Oh, oh, was, oh, Kurt, was that right? Yeah. Okay. David Dachshamon. Okay, yeah, Kurt. I was Something like that. <laughs> I was so going to try that. He brings up the Baba Raja, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, the Baba, Baba Yaga. Yaga. The Baba Which Yaga. is a dumb, a dumb joke for one reason, just the whole thing of him being... I don't even know the hell I'm going with this joke. Uh, just the whole point of it being like, because Bobby Yaga was some kind of ghost or wherever the hell he comes from. It's a folktale. It's like it's, a folktale. Yeah. Like, yeah, like a boogeyman kind of thing. Oh, and he's a polka dot man in the upcoming Suicide Squad. <laughs> I think we talked about that in the Ant-Man episode. We sure did. Yeah, oh. <laughs> polka dot man. Ugh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to see that. They are they are fun in this role. Yeah, no, this is great. Uh, this, again, they're having a lot of fun, and uh, of course, Hope and Ray are trying to get them on task. Like, hey, <laughs> we gotta like save our mom, save the mom, and get our office building back. Um, they decide they realize that is this at this the point where they know they don't have the equipment to to get it, but they know someone who might be able to help, right? Yeah, this is when they mention Foster. Foster. He doesn't want to go see Foster. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So they go to Foster because they have nothing else. They have no other option to go to and Foster. You get the, the classic MCU disguise. <laughs> this is my hats. favorite joke in the movie. It might be my favorite. And there's some good ones. But I adore this so much. because It's something we've been saying for movie upon movie. Oh, I 100% stole it from this movie. But I know. Yeah. Did you? Okay, well, that's fine. I The fact that it's always... Oh, then they just, they just approach the... Because they're approaching the college wearing, again... Uh, hats and sunglasses <laughs> and of course um hank's like we're in disguise no one will recognize us we're going to a baseball game it's so freaking funny and uh, on the nose uh they meet lawrence fishburne i was very pleased to see him he doesn't oh yeah you, oh, you didn't know he was in this movie then no i had no idea i all of a sudden i see morpheus down there talking about quantum physics and i'm like huh that's awesome I, I like this whole lecture. I like his line right before. He's like, I see some of you guys are falling asleep. We'll end his shark. Cause he's, I thought at first he was going to say, and there's Hank Pym in the back. That, that fugitive. Everybody say hi. Or something like that. I was expecting yeah. for a second. 
Yeah, I had that moment. And again, this is a good opportunity to also explain quantum physics to the audience in a very straightforward way because we're in a classroom, someone's teaching, and now all of a sudden we're in the classroom and we're learning. That's great. So, yeah, it's good. It's uh, very, very, very good. So both Michelle Pfeiffer and Lawrence Fishburne crossed over from the DC to Marvel in this movie because oh, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer was Catwoman in Batman right. Returns and Lawrence Fishburne was Perry White in Man of Steel, I think. Yes. Get out of here. Okay. They got, they got a foot in both. What's the expression? A foot in both ponds or something? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, toe, sound, right? toe in two swamps. I, I uh, gotta land this bird. Gotta land this bird. So yeah, he, so they uh, after the ser- uh, sermon, geez, after the, uh, the session or the lesson, Lecture. whatever they call things in college, <laughs> I don't know. That's what we're going with now, sermon. We'll start, yeah, sermon, the quantum physics sermon. All they, right. That's going to kill you. What do you call things in college? A lesson that you... Lecture? Lecture. Thank you. Every, everyone say a prayer to Galileo for the, for the square cube law and why giant ants can't actually exist. <laughs> Yes, uh, I do love true. when they're talking and because Goliath is a character from the comics. I, mm-hmm. I know who Goliath is. So I, I didn't remember. I didn't know Bill Foster when they called him. Oh, I was Goliath. I, I when I first saw him, like, oh, that character. When uh, he talked about getting giant, I'm like, oh, I bet he was Goliath. And he says that he worked with Hank on on Project Goliath. Uh, I had one of those. This fanboy. Oh, mm-hmm. my wife's shoulders like this is a thing. I know that. I see. I had no clue. I actually, yeah, I, I just assumed he had gotten big. And then they're comparing their bigness. Like, how, how high'd you get? Comparing sizes. What's it? <laughs> I, I love that actress, though, that plays Hope. Like, she's just such a, she just kind of comes off as a badass in, in this line. And they fixed funny her hair. Like, hmm? They fixed oh, yeah, her hair in this movie. movie. She doesn't have the, yes. this, the stupid bob cut. You are not a good fan of that to watch cut. I'm not. And they even kind of joke on it later on in this movie. <laughs> Her oh yeah, there is that there is that joke with her. She had the bad hair. Got this hair, and I'm all business. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, a little looser now, so uh, which is good. Him and uh, him and Hank start arguing. Just just to, again bringing up the old old dislike and disdain, and they leave. But he uh, what's his face? So Lawrence Fishburne provides him with one piece of information that'll help. Maybe do don't... a thing with your regulators. I don't understand why he does that. I think it's something to do. He understands what they're trying to do. And I think they explain, hey, we're, we're trying to get, you know, mom from the uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. We're trying to get Michelle Pfeiffer out from the quantum realm. Yeah, and he, he, even says, he even says later how she's a brilliant scientist. She may be able to help uh-huh. Ghost, right? Like she's worth saving because even if you're being selfish, um, this is in your best interest to do. And, um, of course, Ghost is not into that idea. But we'll get there later. So I think he just recognizes they're trying to save somebody. They're not trying to like just further the science or do something like that. This is an actual rescue mission. Well, so the, the least I could do is help them get their tech back. They're after the same thing, too. They're, they're right. both trying to get Janet out of the void. So, And at the end of the day, they're both scientists, right? Yeah. They're both, there's, you know, there's always that. It's like, oh, could this actually work? If he's close. I, maybe I should give him a little bit of a, a help to get his get his lab back because you know, and I don't know if he realizes if Ghost has it at this point. Uh, he should. Maybe he doesn't. Right? But I, I, I don't felt know. Like he did, but maybe that's because I just knew where the movie was going. Yeah. But anyway, so he gives them the little the notes on how to do that. You know, now I'm thinking about it. Maybe it was underhanded where he wanted them to get it back so that way they could like trap him in there later on. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. it could have been because that's what happened shortly yeah. after this. Right. So it basically, you also get the ghost backstory. Well, at this point, where are we at here? Oh, this is that's when they right. go in, in the yeah. van and they're discussing the trophy because they talk about how they need the regulator. But and he took the, the regulators out of the yeah. suits. The new suits don't have them. But so the they, old suit has it still. And Scott had told Hank that he destroyed it like Hank had told him to back in the day before this movie. It's like, oh, yeah, it totally destroys. <laughs> and then uh, My life's work. It's like, so that. if we had an old suit, we could do this. You didn't destroy the suit. It was your life work. What was it supposed <laughs> to do? <laughs> so funny. Nice little turnaround humor. You know, it's 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 very good. So they he just, he realizes he knows it's in the little trophy. Oh yeah, which we did not mention right during the Cassie's little thing at the beginning. The treasure they're stealing is the trophy <laughs> she got for her dad that says "World's Greatest Grandma" on it, and it's <laughs> the best. So cute, so cute, and yeah, so, the only one there. Mm-hmm. This is a surprisingly low stakes thing. So they have to go to the because she takes it for show and tell. They have to go to her school to take it from her bag. I thought this was going to go someplace, and it really doesn't. This, this movie well, it goes someplace, not, though. Uh, yeah, it? It's it's just filler. <laughs> yeah, it's a little fillery because they get in. They, he, he, of course, he, he's a uh, regulator breaks or his suit breaks. So he, he's at like half size. <laughs> I so don't even know if I call like it. He's like, yeah, he's like three feet tall. Yeah, two feet he, tall or something. He's the size of like I a love fifth. this part, though. <laughs> it's so good. I love this whole scene. It's I, I love when cute. he's in the lost and found and he puts on the hoodie and then he's just running with the hoodie on and the, guy, the teacher's like, stop. Oh, that guy looks runs, super stop, and he runs familiar. the other way. He does. I don't remember where he's from, but he does look familiar. This is just another, another MCU apathetic teacher because he's just like gives up immediately. He's like, ah, whatever. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to chase after this child. It's fine. And my wife was very funny. She's like, yeah, do you really? Yeah. So so he escapes. He has the little the blue sweatshirt on, and he's a little third grader looking guy just <laughs> just trotting away, which is very funny. And the framing of that shot's great too because he is so far away from the teacher. Just this little little person you know is an actual adult male just kind of <laughs> trotting away is very funny and very cute. My wife had a comment. She says she's like, there is no way a child would escape a school like that. There's no way a kid could just walk out of school in the middle of class. Like, that's not going to happen. So that was a little unrealistic. He was just able to just get out of school and jump into a strange van, and not one teacher says, hey. Oh, yeah, that part, yeah, you're right. I was going to say, van, well, uh, you say child we've never seen before, just get out of the van. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Excuse I, me, sir, in the, in the van, could you sign him out? Are you a parent? Can you show some identification? No, none of that. But it's okay. We gotta get moving going. We gotta get going. So we get moving. in the backpack, and she's making fun of him. She's like, you can do it. <laughs> you, you can, can do, do it. it. I felt so bad for him. I'm like, you're being needled and teased because you're a little boy. <laughs> but it fits her character, though. It does. It does. No, it's fine. And it fits the relationship after what everything has happened. You know, she's got some, you know, jives at him. But yeah, I just love Bill like Scott. They, don't, they still don't like him. So no, they don't like him till like the end of this movie. Really, I love that it comes back around towards the beginning when. Scott's kind of explaining himself where he went to Germany. He calls Captain America Cap, and she kind of like, Cap? That's what we called him. And then in this scene, when he's all shrunken down, she's like, oh, if only Cap could see you now. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty, the needling and teasing is is very fun. And that's probably my favorite callback in Endgame when, well, I'll save that for Endgame. We'll get there. That comes back around again. It's awesome. Another month and a half, probably. Yeah, well. They get and, the suit off of the trophy, and 
then Love Scott jumps back in the van. It's like, hey, champ, how was school? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Everyone's giving him <laughs> giving so to juice boxes for string cheese. Really? You have those? <laughs> I yeah. love them. It's so funny. They just ignore him after that. They're just like. <laughs> they don't even bother fixing his suit. They just let him sit there three feet tall. That's we don't like him. I mean, if we said, I mean, it really shows. Like, it's something that I didn't really think about, but yeah, they really don't like him at all. No, and they, but they're coming together as this kind of team, right? This, they're building this these relationships slowly and painfully because they don't like him. Yeah. But that's the kind of stuff you would you know, needle a friend about, you know? Yeah. You just tease somebody. And it's good hearted. It's not mean. It's just teasing him about the fact that he's walking around like, like a third grader. <laughs> and then they track the lab, which using the device. And this is when you get the whole of them going to Ghost's house, which I think was a trap, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, thinking back to it, just how quickly they go in there. Ghost is in her little room that you saw early in an earlier scene doing whatever she's doing, which is helping her stabilize. And then she's sleeping. They, they do whatever they're doing. And then immediately she's out, which really felt like a trap. Like she knew they were coming. I think I think you're right in hindsight. I didn't see it as as that during watching it. But I think you're correct. And that kind of was a trap. I didn't I like think her, it the first little... time. But now yeah. that I knew, like I knew what Foster's relationship was, I knew where the movie was going. To me, it felt like Foster purposely sent him in a trap to capture them so they could help help him help her. Yeah, I don't think that's wrong. Are we sure this is our lab? It's not someone else's shrunken building. <laughs> <laughs> I like to. I like. I really like. I really like ghosts. Um, looks like a lighthouse, like a lighthouse light, like a lighthouse lamp. Oh yeah, it does. It's basically what that is. It's so uh, it's kind of cool. Just visually, it's very neat. I also. Like I said, saw the lighthouse last year, and I'm well-versed in what lighthouses look like. So I'm like, yeah, that's a lighthouse lamp. And I don't know why she needs that room to, like, re rephase herself. They don't really explain it. It's, it's supposed to be helping her with the pain, she says. Okay. And she says, well, apparently, because apparently it's not suit. working anymore. Yeah. Right, this right, is right. more of to help, I would and say. I love I love the effect on her. Like anytime she's on screen, there are these little echoes of herself kind of floating so around cool. her. It reminded me of the end of Scott Pilgrim when <laughs> Gideon's kind of glitching out because they're not always yeah. the same. Like they'll have different expressions on her face or whatever. Yep. It's very nice touch. Yeah. And she's creepy. She's creepy, too. Just oh, uh, yeah. once she captures them. So she snacks, uh, sneaks out, takes care of both both of them pretty quickly. They find themselves tied up. Lawrence Fishburne shows up. Basically, he's been taking care of her. Ever since she was in Shield, and we get the big, long, sad backstory. I like of, this part. Oh, I like great. how the government trained her to be a killer, and then she essentially turned against them because they never, they weren't able. They were just lying to her the whole time. Like, oh, well, who are you? Just do one more mission. One more mission. Yeah, yeah, we're working on it. And they were never working on it. They couldn't do it. Was it the government or was it Shield? It's Shield. It was Shield. Because Shield sucks. Shield's the worst. Shield would have been Hydra too at this point. Yeah, that's fair. So oh, make... interesting. Okay. Well, Hydra technically takes over Shield pretty damn early. Because Shield because Shield is basically Vault Tech from Fallout. Like they just <laughs> suck. Like they do nothing good. They have no <laughs> I feel like it. And it's so funny because I always thought like Shield was this group of good bros who are just trying to help out. They do everything wrong. They're just sneaky, sneaky. I mean, maybe they're not building vaults to have people, you know, kill each other in gruesome far ways, but building weapons out of the Tesseract. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, they're building. They're always about building weapons and defense and. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, they're um, not very good. I, I had I had big vault tech vibes. <laughs> 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 um, but anyway, yeah, this is great, and it paints her as an extremely sad character. She really in that feel one, for her. Oh yeah, she her both her parents are dead. Like my wife even said after. 
like she couldn't get a hug from somebody like someone couldn't hug yeah. her or give her something like the ability that she's constantly in this phase kind of scenario only because she wanted to try and save her dad from the exploding <clears throat> from their exploding quantum tunnel it was uh yeah it's extremely sad so she it paints her as this really sympathetic character who is in survival mode and that's definitely more palatable than again evil person not to destroy the world or gain the world through power or whatever so it's definitely an interesting character I, uh-huh. she's still a little one-noted um but i think it's just the nature of this film where it's not trying to explore these crazy themes or anything but it's very successful in painting her as somebody that you feel for even in though her- she is the antagonist you know working against the protagonist she's not really a villain do we say that. her motivation that she's trying to extract the quantum energy from Janet that she's supposedly been absorbing the 30 years she's been down there. Yes. That's what yeah. this is brought up. Right. So that's kind of where they're, what she's trying to do is absorb that. So we kind of realign her molecules. Like if she even says she's in constant pain, like every minute her molecules are like reconfiguring and ripping apart. And it's just sad. It's like, wow, you really feel for this character in a very effective way. Yeah. It's interesting. Really good. And this is when you get the video chat part, which is, Hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, I so good. It's 911. It's texting going off with the, the duck quacks. <laughs> Look, I'm the same way. If my wife calls twice, I know it's a problem. Like yep. if it if there's mm-hmm. two, then you know, uh oh, I got I gotta take this. What's up? So. <laughs> it's like, hey, we can't find her shoes for soccer practice tomorrow. Yeah, which was that's set up earlier when yep. Cass, they were picking Cassie up and we didn't really talk about Cassie's mom or Paxton or stepdad. Like, I love that. They have such a loving relationship with Scott compared to what he was in the first one, where they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll hug him and then Paxson comes up and just wraps everyone up. It's uh, it's it's heartwarming. Very much but so, yeah. As Cassie's leaving, her mom's like, "Did you pack your soccer shoes?" Like, "Yeah, I got them." So then we find out that oh, I didn't catch not. Yeah, no, yeah, that was definitely a callback to when they leave for the for the weekend or whatever it was. Because again, he he all he has to do is spend two more days or three more days at home. That's all he's got to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that, everything happens. And the plot does not let him do that. So, no, yes, yeah, so we get a lot of great exposition here and we get that story and we get to see a lot of it, which is good, too, which really cements that and hammers it home. Really great. And the whole way they escape is also great because Michael Douglas, Hank Pym fakes a heart like he's having a you know, heart issue or something. They're like, he needs his pills. They're in the Altoids container, the same container you saw earlier where he wouldn't let him open it. And when he goes to open it, it ends up being a trap and a bunch of ants <laughs> come out. Instead of instead of the uh, the the foam snakes in the peanut jar, it's giant ants in the Altoids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is when they end up taking the. Is this when they take the lab to the forest. Yeah. Okay. They take the lab to the forest and they they set up. I like how this shows that shot of this is random lab in a giant forest. My other question was how do they have power? But I guess all the Duracell batteries. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can see that. Oh, that answers the question I have later on, but. That's at the end of the movie. We'll get there. Oh, I have, if we have time, I'm, I have many questions about that part, too. <laughs> many complaints I want to make as a joke. But okay. and this is when you have Lewis meet Sonny. This is funny when Sonny just kind of come because because Lewis had called <laughs> uh, Scott. He's like, hey, I need you to look over this. He's like, OK, I'll tell you where I'm at. And it's just funny that if he wouldn't have said anything, this whole movie would have went completely differently. <laughs> yeah. Well, the movie's got a movie. Yeah, exactly. It, God, and it's <laughs> funny when Sonny shows up and tries to make this big villain. He's like, oh, you know, we're going to make you talk. They have, you got the truth serum. That's not true serum. It, it, it makes you highly seductive. Well, it's true serum. It's not true serum. 
If it walk like duck and quack like duck. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, this joke almost goes on too long. Like it mm-hmm. is it's treading that Thor Ragnarok line where it's very close to one more truth serum too far. It doesn't though. I, I that hence my my just my like Thor Ragnarok never went too far. Yeah. Shut up. Not going to be nice about that one. That movie really does. No, when the bit is over. So I do everything. The truth serum is so freaking funny. One part they're like, so where's Scott? Well, you know, me, 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 and I'm at Scott back in jail. And it's just like, you know, and the guy, one guy's like, he's like a, I forget, he's like a something. You put a diamond on him, you just have to let him go. So you put the diamond, you got to hear the whole song. It's like, yeah, he's like a human jukebox. And then Louis starts talking about his aunt's <laughs> restaurant, the jukebox that only plays Morrissey. That's so like, good. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so good. And again, it's this is the, the scene where, you know, it's it's him narrating with other people talking in his voice, which is <laughs> so, so fun. I love that bit. It's it's just very clever, very cute. The Morrissey thing is very funny as well. It's just lots of just good stuff in there mm-hmm. for sure. And I love the the talk at the start of this scene where they're talking about the we even sprung to clean the van's undercarriage. It's like, oh, why would you waste the money on that? It's a scam. And then Sonny comes in. And he's like, yeah, that's only for the snow states. Like, who are you and why do you know so much about undercarriage protocol? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just another one of those little throwaway bits that they bring back later for a joke. It, uh, sure I love do. it. Sure do. Everything really does connect up and, and have a, a payoff down the line. It's uh, really good at that for sure. It's not quite on the level of Spider Verse, but it's it's up there. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Because I'm yeah, earlier we didn't mention it, but yeah, they make the whole where he like they don't have any money, and but he got the undercarriage watch. And then here, they, and then later on, they do make a point like, oh man, it's a pretty dirty undercarriage. And then the uh, why I was under the true serum, this is where we find out that the the ex con vi- business is going. They're days <laughs> away from going out of business. Yep, uh, the, the, the things are not going great for the business, which again adds a little more stake to it. That's just kind of a hidden background thing. It's not front and center at all but it, just another little thing to care about our characters about um at this point sunny uh realizes he's not gonna get anything from <laughs> from him this is where uh scott is figuratively where is he literally oh the woods <laughs> yeah <laughs> take this and like all of a sudden ghost just appears yeah. he's just been there hiding out yeah. The woods bobby yaga like in the little the little Child's rhyme, children's rhyme. Oh man, good joke stuff. comes back again. Yeah, every joke in this movie comes back. Like they they do a good job of wrapping everything around. Mm-hmm. It's uh, this is also the point where Ava does her suggests her most villainous thing, and this is where Lawrence Fishburne is kind of shows that he's not completely a villain himself. Neither of one of these people are. Ava says that in order to bring Scott out, she's like, doesn't he have a daughter? Yeah. And she goes, so like, I'm just going to grab her daughter. That's, that's what I'm going to do and make him come to us. And Lawrence Fishburne says basically, no, you, you can't do that. Like, so I've supported a lot of things you've done in the past, but this is this is too far. That's too far. If we if you do this, we're done. Like, forget it. You can just disappear into a pile of molecules for all I care. I like um, that because I like oh, Foster's yeah. character a lot in this. I do, too. I think it's, it's very interesting. And, um, you know, it also shows that there's a little bit of tension there. And that even though uh, Ava's willing to go to any lengths, she has someone at her side to mentor her, mentor her almost, mm. and say, "Do you know?" Well, she was trained to. Well, yeah, and she was. She's been trained to be this ruthless killer. Yeah, she. You know, Lawrence says, "No, no, 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 can't, can't do it." And then this is when Sonny realizes that it'd be more work to go after them than it would be just to. Yeah, it's easier to just. FBI. 
He says it's easier to steal the lab from the F- the feds than the boogeyman. Basically. So he calls the FBI. Yeah, his his contact. Yep. And then Wu, in the midst of his magic trick training, <laughs> gets the good news. Hey, we got him. We got his location. So they head off. In the meantime, we're at the point where they open the quantum tunnel, right? I think this is it, where they mm-hmm. actually succeed. Yes. Because they, they put in the actual, is... they put in the part, the piece that just happens to fit perfectly into the slot that it's designed for. Great. Yes. And this is when Janet takes over Scott. And you have Hank, um, Scott, God, what tells his name all of a sudden? Scott Lang. Red. Yeah, Paul Rudd, you know, being acting like, you know, he's possessed by someone else. <laughs> it's funny as hell. Good stuff. It's funny and it's sweet. Like I think the 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 how this is presented is really really excellent because yes, it's funny, right? He's now pretending not pretending, but Janet is in him controlling him. But there is a sweetness because they they realize that's Janet in him and they're connecting with Janet through him. So he has <laughs> yeah, these emotional connections where he touches his cheek and calls her um, not June jelly bean. Jelly bean, and it's actually very sweet yet very funny as well. Um, you know, Paul and Paul Rudd is excellent in this scene. <laughs> He's good through this whole movie. Wow, is he good? This is very good uh, acting. Just pretending to be this other person and still connect. You know, it's really really great. It's very beautiful. So she types in the algorithm. And they get her location. They have two hours to snag her from said location before it'll be another century. <laughs> Don't know why you put that in there. Another <laughs> century. Basically saying you'll never have a chance again. This is your shot to get. And this is when Lewis calls calls Scott and he warns them. And they're like, they're like, yeah, they're coming. How do they know? Well, <laughs> well, yeah. I might have told, you know, I told you. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Yep. And then the, this is the same time Wu is rushing to go to their house to, you know, catch Scott because now he knows Scott is not actually there. He's trying to, you know, catch him in the act. And God, the whole part where, where they show up, they're looking. Um, Cassie's family shows up looking for her shoes. She goes upstairs. She sees the ant in the bathtub. <laughs> it's just that <laughs> grin she gets in her face. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. she. Yeah. I love how kids react to things like, yeah, if, adult, if an adult saw that, he throw themselves out the window like ah Which, but she, she knows that he's out kid. he's out being ant-man and yep she's so she proud knows. of her dad so good he's out <laughs> helping people as she says multiple times which is so sweet <laughs> innocent so good and then when they come in she's like he's sick he's yeah. really really sick and, and they he's don't believe like no. a lot <laughs> and was like oh well, i've fbi i've seen worse like a lot a lot it's like <laughs> this actor i'm not sure what his name is but before this, I think everyone just knew him as Asian Jim from one cold open of The Office. Randall and Park. I feel like this movie, and especially WandaVision, really cemented him as just this phenomenal actor. Is that who he is? He's he's the Asian Jim? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know exactly the scene. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it's that's awesome. Fun. From Office? From the yeah, office. from The Office. The TV I show. should really watch that show one day. But it's good. It's huh. very good. I cover Big Bang Theory. Man, so cover that one now too, and get out those how many everybody talks about. Yeah, God, where were we? <laughs> so no, no, I, I love when, uh, when Wu does come in. He goes upstairs, but but Scott gets there in the nick of time, um, and then shrinks down the ants, obviously, because uh, he leaves. Actually, when he leaves, everyone is almost glad he's leaving because they're so mad at him. They're like, "Fine, go. We'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll 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 get it back to yeah. you. We'll get the he's suit like, back uh, from you." I gotta take the suit too. Oh. <laughs> <Just like>, <laughs> Take the suit. Uh, and he gets back the magic in the nick of again, or, or make a comment about the magic trick. Uh, I know. I know he's watching TV when they tell him to do the magic trick, but I can't remember if they make another comment about it at this point or not. I don't remember. Ah, okay. Answer. Yeah. So we get so Hank and Hope get arrested. It goes yep. back to them, 
And this is yep. when you have the FBI guy who was working for Sonny who takes the lab and takes it out of the van and puts it in the, in the trunk of his car when then he d- and gets murdered by Ghost. <laughs> yeah. You're going to see what happens if, if Ghost stops phasing in someone's chest and he just falls over dead. Yeah. And the, and the him. Yeah, it's the cool him. to see, though. It's cool to see her kill someone. So, you know, she's the villain but at the same time. You, you you don't care because this person kind of is a villain, too. So you're like, OK, it's it's, it's fine. It's, it's a balancing act. Yeah. Okay. It's cool to see people kill people. It's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, that, it's not. I see. I know uh, Mike's coming with this. It's uh, he. It's good to see her as a threat, mm-hmm. as a real threat. So even though they've painted her as this victim of just horrible things Shield has done, she's still a serious threat, and she is a bat doing bad things, right? Mm-hmm. And she's starting to escalate too. Like right, she's starting to not care because she's dying and she's in survival mode. So I mean, my wife didn't really like the fact that they paint her as a villain. I mean, my conversation was, well, she's not so much a villain. She's a, a she's a person. She's in survival mode. She's yeah. she's an antagonist for yeah, sure. Yeah, sympathetic antagonist for sure. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, and you just you feel for her, and she's doing things the wrong way, but almost to the point where you have to say, can you blame her? Like this is what this is how she knows to survive. This is how she's been taught. So she's just gonna revert to that killing mentality, and it's a uh, it's good. And uh, and yes, it is kind of fun to see someone just fall over after being faced <laughs> through. Sorry, it is kind of fun. Oh no, I I liked it. I was like, okay, good. He got what he deserved, asshole. Yeah, yeah. He, he was no good to begin. I think with. partly I didn't like you know. I mean, yes, it's a movie, movie got a movie, but like the whole fact that like, here you have this character who betrays the FBI, who then betrays Hank and or not betray Hank Pym, but turns in Hank and Pym. For his own reasons, I'm like, you get what you deserved, asshole, I guess. And this is when you have, like, you have a really touching moment with Scott and Cassie when they're talking about where she, you know, he doesn't want to go back and be Ant-Man. He's like, I want to get out of prison. I want to, you know, be with you. And she's like, well, if you can save people, go save yeah. people. He's like, I've done a lot of stupid things. She's like, it's not stupid to help people or to want to help right. people. This uh, is a so really good scene. Yep. Yeah. And this is also when they kind of like at Hope and Hank start to finally trust him again because they're in prison, they're in handcuffs. And like, there's one part like, we'll be with you in a couple hours. Like, he's like, we, he's like, two, I forget what he says, something about however long. He's like, and then the guy's, the guy's like, what, are you going somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> Real yeah, quick, I mean, at the end of the, the scene with Cassie, she's like, oh, you can do it. You are the world's greatest grandma. It's just another <laughs> great callback. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Good. Yeah, she is wonderful in this movie. She's, yeah, she's great. And we probably will be getting not that actress, but Cassie Lang in the future movies. Yeah. Endgame Cassie. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember who the actress was anymore, but no idea. Come back to me. But and then this is when hope you have hope gets out of handcuffs and they're like how they're about to, like they're going to shrink the wall. And he's like, well, it could fall on us. That whole like little scene when he, they're trying to figure could out be, how to get out. It could be load bearing. And they're just going through this whole like, this is how we're going to get out of here. We're analyzing every situation. And Scott just <laughs> enlarges the wasp suit on the table. <laughs> He's like, well, how am I going to get out? And, you have the F- and then you have the FBI costume with the hat and sunglasses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's that joke all over again where he there just walks is. out. Well, at least he's got a coat on. Like, he's got like, a jacket, an official thing to wear. It's not just a hat and sunglasses. But, and yes, I think it's a it very makes good sense that with there being so many FBI agents, they're not going to like, oh, hey, that they're not going to know who's who kind of thing. Like, Yeah, and they could be like, – he could be like a transfer from someplace. You know, they don't yeah. know who he is. They, they got other things. They got – they got other birds. I, birds I to buy catch. that better. I do want to make the. We forgot to mention, but during the lecture, we were making fun of the costumes. How they talk about when they went to Bill Foster's lecture, security had caught them and and called the police on them because they had oh, noticed who right. they were. Right, right. And it just made me laugh because, like, here we are making fun of the whole fact that sunglasses and hat don't work. But they work in like Winter Soldier when you're dealing with you know special op soldiers, but freaking mall security, you know, security at the <laughs> at the campus goes, "Hey, wait a second. So just funny to me. Pretty good. It felt like a joke to that whole scene. Yep. 
No, and they jump in the van and escape. And I think, like, aren't they, like, staring at each other, like, hoping? This is when Hope finally starting to trust Scott again. And it isn't, I think Hank is like, uh, we can go at any time now. Yeah. yeah. A little, Especially when we a little, start shooting. It's when they go into Ghost Place for the first time. And oh. Hope's like, oh, if I'd gone with you, you wouldn't have got caught. And, like, you should have asked me to go. And then Scott's just kind of staring. And Hank's like, if you're done daydreaming about my daughter, you think you can go get in there? But, yeah, this <laughs> this is more of that. Where it's like, hey, we should probably go before they start shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, can we yeah, get going here, guys? Let's stop mm-hmm. with the. But I like how he's like, I put another tracker on there and I'll look up using the ant arrows in the sky. <laughs> ant arrows is kind of dumb. I That was the <laughs> one little bit I wasn't a fan of. It's like, oh, ant arrows. Was <laughs> right. this a video game? Follow the arrow. Hey, I like, hey, some games don't do that. Some games don't even give you a map. They just expect uh, you to figure out where to go. Good. A lot, a lot of games that we play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, good. Just explore. Find it yourself. It's if good you in, that play Legacy of Kane to find. Let me know how that goes for you. Like, it's good in Morrowind where they give you direction. You just have to figure it out. It's not good when it's just like, okay, good luck. Bye. <laughs> uh, well, as I, as I like to say, my beloved Breath of the Wild does it. Yeah, uh, it's different. <laughs> yeah, because it's a beloved Breath of the Wild game. Sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> one day that some... joke will no longer be a joke. I hope so. One day. One day. Anyway, back to the... And then this is when you have... I like how you have... Then Lewis ends up joining them. Like, I think it shows up in his van or something, and he does like... What's yeah, up? Does, oh, yeah. What's up? what's up is so good. I, <laughs> I love this joke. Remember that commercial? What's up? And I can't I remember what commercial they're making fun of. The Budweiser. It's a yeah, Bud I think it was Budweiser. Yeah, it's a Bud Light commercial. The what's up, guys. It was probably from the mid-90s, I want to say. It was, it was somewhere around... Uh, I think it was late nineties because it was in the first uh, scary movie. Okay, yeah, late nineties. Late nineties makes sense. That's the it's the only era I think in history where we'd accept a bunch of dudes going wazza. <laughs> yeah, that's in, fair. In the late nineties, everything was good. There's no problems. Utopia. The late nineties. Yeah, I could see that being a thing then. So uh, <laughs> funny joke though. I had a, good, a really good laugh at that. Yeah, I found it. It's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's but really bad, by the way. Scott says he, he told Louise to follow him. He's like, hey, we might need him. Yeah, they do. They do. And this so is when you well. have, I, I like how they're just about to activate the quantum, whatever the hell it is. You see little ants taking apart things. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, ants oh. and swarms are so scary, you know, because they are That's so powerful. Texas. Because we, we, we mined this, this fear very deeply in, I think, the first Ant-Man podcast we recorded. Oh, yeah, we did. The fire. Oh, ants. yes. You spent a lot of time on fire ants, and uh, so anytime I see ants just in swarms, my leg begins to itch and uh, be in pain immediately. It's just scary. It's but it's amazing how powerful they are. Like ants are incredibly powerful. They they are was they can pull things that are sixty times their weight or something yep. like that. It's uh, pretty cool taking apart. Although I don't know why they just didn't brush them off and plug it back in, but okay, I guess. I guess they were taking apart other things that we didn't see. Like yeah, I'm me. sure. I, again, this is me just being very, very picky and persnickety. But oh, I've been doing it too. <laughs> Not a butcher in this movie. I gotta find that something is to what complain we do. about. I gotta find something to complain about. This movie is so fun and good. So I'm kidding. The thing about. But yeah, so they uh, they are taking apart their lab. Hank puts on the suit. And goes because yeah, Hank has decided that he's going to die because he needs hope and Scott to uh, protect the lab. Right. Yep. So he goes Which, in the big. Oh, go ahead, sorry. My one wondering about this part that kind of goes against what the, what the movie kind of talks about the quantum realm. When he goes down there, time should stop moving for them exactly, but time keeps going for them just fine and for him at the same time. 
It just says it works differently down there. <laughs> I mean, Endgame, yeah. it's wishy-washy. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll take it. But That's I, fair. I, I That's do a like good how he's... Yeah, it is yeah. a good point. You know, he's having 2001 Space Odyssey vibes down there while they're doing their action scenes up there, up above. Right, and time's not... Yeah, and they... What, because uh, she's been down there 30 years. What is 30 years, right? But compared to the time in the regular, you know, temporal realm. So, and he has a little counter that's typing down how much time he has before, you know, again, how does, how, do, how does time work in the quantum realm? That's a good point. I think it's something that's just papered over for convenience and time. Well, you can also time travel apparently in the quantum realm somehow. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You can, you can do that. So anyway, <laughs> I, it's just something that has to be papered over, I guess, for time and for, and this is when you have ghosts fighting Scott. And this part is hilarious where she's fighting them and then something happens and they take the lab. And then he's like, have you heard of a <laughs> misdirection? It's the first yeah. thing they teach you at online magic Academy or something <laughs> like so that. Good. Yeah, there's a joke again. That was so funny. And this is when you have Sonny finally shows up and he's chasing after them too, to try to get the lab. And I enjoy this last big action scene of the movie. This is my favorite car chase in all of cinema. I love this scene. <laughs> it's so good. Your favorite car chase in all. So you yeah. like this better than Black Panther's car chase? Uh, yeah, because that, that one really has like really a couple cool moments when she throws a spear through the the windshield from the back of it. Yeah. Uh, I would take this over the highway scene in Matrix Reloaded, which is also super good. It also has ghosts that face through things. Yeah, well, no, no, the rest of the movie is garbage, but... Uh, on in 60 uh, seconds? Yeah, I mean, it's good. That's good. You get the guy with the wrecking ball being knocked through the wall. That's yeah. Funny. Like Liver Let Die, where they're actually crashing into cars, and the guys <laughs> behind them, you can't see it paying them off. Blues, Blues Brothers is pretty close, though. They they have some good car chases. But that's I don't it. know, man. There's Like you said at the top of the episode, the the whole using the shrinking and growing as, a, as basically as an attack, it's... It's there's nothing like this. Funny. And at one point he does the whole like villain thing. Oh, call the motorcycles. <laughs> also motorcycle guys to start coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like she shrinks down the she it's Hope and Louise in the van and they shrink down and we get the call back to the undercarriage where Louise is like, oh, the undercarriage <laughs> is filthy. And Hope's like, they got bigger things to worry about. And she enlarges the car and basically just jukes them that is great that is excellent yeah i forgot about that that is a very good thing i actually had that happen to me in cyberpunk i was playing it and i went to go get in my car and another car spawned under my car and, oh and, how and, funny and hell? it's awesome that, that is actually so pretty buggy. awesome it's hilarious i was gonna say you actually got cyberpunk to run like oh, you yeah. actually to play it? it it crashed all the time but it's still fun. it's fun for what it is it's fine yeah does it uh, work better now i haven't played it in a while i, I would assume Okay, I'm assuming they patched out most issues right now. Uh, uh, who knows like, what disaster that game is. How funny. Yeah. That's cool. I'm glad you got, got to run and, and actually play it. Sometimes bugs are fun. Sometimes yeah. bugs oh, are yeah. really, really... Glitches can be lots and lots of fun. And you get that famous curvy road from San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Oh, yeah. Duh. Of Lump- course it's Lombard, Is it Lombard Street? Yeah. That's, that's what right. the picture says that I'm looking at. Yeah, Lombard Street. Yeah, I like how that's, that's in here. It's like, it's it's very unnerving to drive down. I'll be honest with you. You go two miles an hour, and it's yeah, it's nothing exist? on the it, yeah. It's a the curvy Lombard Street. Everyone but, drives down it when you go to San Francisco. But why is it even there? I don't know. Just because it's there. It's a curvy street. <laughs> it's, I think it's an aesthetic thing. Okay. Aesthetic I, thing. I was wondering, like, I mean, you think at some point they? I mean, I, I know right now it's a cultural thing at this point. Like, it's a it's a you know landmark. But you think they just you know cut it down and make it one road? <laughs> 
Yeah. I just know I know it from Driver San Francisco. <laughs> good game. It is a good game. But okay. I, I like it in this movie where <laughs> they're they're teeny tiny and they're outrunning this brick avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> Again, very funny. Again, recontextualizing everyday things to be major threats. It gets so, so interesting. And you and get- good. Our Stan Lee cameo, <laughs> where they shrink his car by accident. <laughs> He's like, man, the 70s really weren't. There's something about the 70s or the 60s. Yeah, it's like the 60s were fun, but I'm paying for it now. Yeah, that was funny. That Before that, Hope shoots a disc at one of the motorcycle guys and just shrinks his bike as he's riding it. That's got to be the most awkward Sur- thing. Surreal experience oh, yeah, of that man's surreal. life. <laughs> then the Pez dispenser joke, because earlier he mentioned how yeah. he want a Pez, and then he throws the Hello Kitty Pez and they enlarge it. Oh, I, <laughs> and I read that one coming. I'm like, okay, when is that Pez going to explode in something giant and break something? Just wait, <laughs> wait for that one, and sure enough, they pay you it off. Pissed. <laughs> they can't, They can't bring up anything without it paying off in this movie, which is really good. Every, every little thing leads to something else down the line. No, but, but you just kind of pointed out how that is a hindrance too because at that point you're expecting it when they show something off it's like okay when's when's this gonna pay off now yeah i mean and then you have like the scenes where the lab keeps getting stolen by all the villains and being tossed around and hank is still somewhere in the quantum realm during this whole time but there's one part where they tell i think that either something about the you know lewis crashes the van and they tell him to open the hot wheel container and (laughs) pick out his car I love you, Dr. Pam. <laughs> that was funny. It just reminded me of um, the Cars movie. So it just did to me, but that's good. Cars? Yeah. Like the... Yeah, in the Cars movie, there's... um When they're on the highway, they go with some cars that are like supposed to be like souped-up sports cars, and they all have, they all have like, oh, yeah. Hispanic yeah, yeah, accents. Yeah. So that's what it reminded me of. Oh, well, yeah. It's uh, Fast and Furious at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I really like so the sports car. And I, I feel like when he jumps off the ramp at one, or off the highway, and he's like... Or not, not off the highway, off the street, and he goes up in the air, and the other car goes behind him. All I could think of was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I felt like a reference to that. Maybe it wasn't. It's just a thing, but that's yeah. what my brain went to. I didn't see that. Man, that bumper, that actual size car, though, it clips the back of his. He's he has super close. Yeah, sure does. Also, Hyundai must have spent some money on product placement <laughs> because they are prominently displayed in this film multiple times. Oh, yeah. Lots of different cars in this movie, um, but Hyundai for sure, for sure in some uh, standout areas. So there's your product placement of the day. Hyundai just ran the check. So uh, good for them. <laughs> and, the, and the Duracell batteries. Duracell too, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Duracell too. Could have been an Energizer, but no. And you have Sonny <laughs> get on the boat. And this part is funny when he's when because um Scott is all large. You know he's been a large, a giant man. He's trying to get Sonny. He's like, how do you get on that boat so fast? And I laughed. I'm like, you're right. He shouldn't have been on that boat that. How do you even have time to buy a ticket? <laughs> Very funny. And again, like on the movies. Making fun of itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a definitely a self-referential. Like, we're going to hand wave this because we're a movie. So let's let our one of our actors kind of... And they do this a couple times. The baseball hat. That was another thing. Very fun moment, for sure. And you get the Ant-Man whale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <it's> the, <laughs> the guy just talking about it, It's like, oh, the, the whales come in here to breed. They're down there doing the nasty. And my wife's like, rewind that. Did he just say that? <laughs> Basically, that's it. It's funny. Did he ask you what he said? Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. It's. I think it's why Sandy's talking on the phone. You can hear him in the background. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's funny though. <laughs> I didn't catch that when I was watching it. Okay, I even had subtitles on, but yeah, I didn't see that. That's kind of funny. And then uh, the whole thing with him being the whale is just funny. How he pops out of the water, like he does the feet thing and looks like a whale, and <laughs> just got a breach. What the hell? 
what is going on? <laughs> Meanwhile, we have Hank who's descending into the uh, the depths of the quantum realm. Get to kind of cut back and forth between him going into uh, deeper and deeper, following the signal. Uh, I love the idea. He's just shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. He, for some reason, that the the vehicle breaks, and I'm not sure if this is the point where or somewhere around here. But those giant grub oh, looking the things. water bears. Yeah, those things are terrifying. Oh my god! No, 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 no! Please stop! <laughs> Please go away! Yeah, those that's giant box. They're like giant grubs. They're like these just. Gah, Luckily, he was able to get out in time. And I don't remember where he, at the point where he actually lands, it's somewhere think, very deep in there. I mean, it bounces around. It's around this point. Lands. It's around this point. Oh, because this is uh when Sonny's on the boat. Ant Man will, yeah, and then Ant Man will, um, yeah, he basically snags <laughs> the yeah. office building. I think he grows even bigger than he's ever been. Yeah, because he is gigantic here. Yeah, he's bigger than he was in Civil War. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I didn't know these things. Yeah, the giant fleet things are real. Oh yeah, yeah, those are those are actual things. <laughs> oh God, you sent a picture. Do I have to look at this? It's the look. Ah, they're, they're horrifying. That's not great. It makes it a lot that. worse when you find out they're. Actually, I didn't know they were real. Yeah, but they're like basically decimated. So they're <laughs> oh yeah, I know they're beyond yeah. microscopic. So I mean, I'm not I'm not planning on shrinking down that small anytime soon. You know? No. Okay. Well, no trips to the qu- quantum realm for you. No. no. I don't need to see giant bugs. Tardigrades. <laughs> I live in the north no. for a reason. We don't have giant bugs. I stay away from the south. I'm gonna say this wrong, but tardigrades, known colloquially as water bearers or moss piglets. <laughs> Ew! Like even the nicknames are horrifyingly disgusting. Oh no. Moss piglets. <laughs> yeah. God. And this is when you have Hank hallucinating and he and he ends up seeing this is when and Janet finds him down there. Ends up doing something like Oh yeah, him. he's he's back in their old house and he, he sees hope and he sees Scott and then he sees a silhouette you're supposed to think is ghost. And then as he gets closer you find out it's Janet kinda like savaged up as she's been down here for so long. <laughs> savaged up. <laughs> she I mean it's kinda long. accurate. Does a little mind meld thing on him and gets his molecules realigned and they have a loving embrace. Very sweet. And then it's time for them to get out of there. because But I, they can't go anywhere because it's the it's still uh, shrunk down. The yeah. office is still shrunk. Yeah. But not for long because somehow, some way, I forget who does the – who Ghost. increases. Ghost. Ghost does yeah. Because Luis, <laughs> Luis has had the remote this whole time and she, uh, she corners him and takes the remote and just – Scott had got the lab from Birch, which is funny because he's like giant. So he's holding them up in the air. He's like, oh, you're just embarrassing yourself. Let go. <laughs> embarrassing yourself. And then he passes out because he's too big. And the lab just kind of goes across the dock. And that's when Ghost enlarges it. And I like the uh, how Scott getting big makes him extremely tired, which makes sense. Like it's got to be exhausting on your system mm-hmm. to support a heart that is now like 14 feet long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The and air met- feels chunky. Yeah. And the, <laughs> another the, great uh, line. Yeah, and the, it alludes to it early, later, much earlier when he's talking about being big. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. He's talking Lost Fitchburn about it. He's like, I slept for three days after <laughs> doing that. So, uh, it's a very good callback. Does anyone have any orange slices? <laughs> <laughs> this is, and I like the whole thing, how Hope saves him, how Hope jumps in there, gets him out of the water, and then that, that was a good scene, I thought, too. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool detail when she shrinks him down. There's that big displacement of water. So she's like spinning and it kicks up all the dirt. Like, oh, I thought it was a cool touch. Very cool touch. Because where'd he go? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, though. 
Oh, it's just a really touching scene, the way that, you know, you kind of see her, you know, caring for him again. Like, the trust has been rebuilt, especially after he goes and saves them from prison mm-hmm. when he didn't have to. He and is this when they have is this when they have the big smooch? Yes, because he okay. he kind of snaps out of it and she uh, she plants one on him. So, Bill, what eh, did you? Yeah, I know. I know. I was going to be asked about mine because I I am now the uh, authority on uh, movie romance. <laughs> so let me uh, let me weigh in on this. It's fine. It's it's earned enough. It's, yeah, it's fine. They had a pre-established relationship. So, yeah. I mean, they've gone through a lot together. They've. Yeah. He didn't just fall on her car, and she was like, oh, hot guy. I'm like, that. <laughs> I knew, I knew there was a Thor joke. It coming. always comes back. There always Thor. a Thor I, joke. Thor, <laughs> Thor, Thor, like, the Thor joke just knocked on the door like, hey. I'm like, I know. Uh, two seconds. I know. You're coming. You're coming in. It's fine. Though, when when, when Birch got on the ferry, I think we missed, a, we missed a low ball for the Incredible Hulk joke. Like, oh, how did coming. you travel that we fast? We really did. <laughs> and actually, at this point, too, because he actually gets back home, right? Not yet. Okay. But yes. That's coming up. This is where you have the idiots tase the goons. Yeah, yeah. I just call them the idiots. The, <laughs> the idiots guys. tase the goons. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I wrote my notes because that's what it. Yeah. That's what it was. I mean, they just tased the guys because they were about to like shoot Louise or something. I don't remember. Yeah. This is when you also have Ghost starts extracting the essence or whatever the hell the quantum stuff from Janet as Janet is trying to come out of the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. And that whole time and yeah, a lot of this science isn't well explained. I, I I understood what was happening. She was trying to steal essence juice from Janet, and the way she starts reacting to it in this little prim ship, the pim ship, was really scary. Like you can see, she's kind of like her molecules are doing what she would do. But of course, they come in last minute, to save the day. They turn off the dumb thing, and <laughs> so as they come out of the quantum realm, Scott knocks Hope out of the way of the the ship, and it crashes into Ghost. And I look over my wife. I go, she got subdued. <laughs> She's like, wow. wow. How did your wife look at you? I'm. Oh, she rolled her eyes big time. Ding, ding, ding. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That is awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Very good. And this, and then I think then they like pull a they like pull a plug or something and and to stop ghosts from doing it too. I think to turn it off. I can't remember exactly. Or maybe that was right before this happened. Uh, I think they they just start fighting her right before. Okay. And this is when Hope and Janet get re- reunited. And I'm thinking to myself, Ghost is out for a little bit of time during this point after they hit her with, after she got subdued. And <laughs> you think that like one thinks she could have phased out, phased you know phased out, but I guess because she's absorbing the essence, so she can. I I'm okay with that. But she was out for a little bit. Because they had time to hug and say, oh, so good to see you, Mom, and stuff like that. Yeah, and Hank's like, oh, don't worry about me. It's like you yeah, yeah. been around for 30, you weren't gone for 30 years. Yeah, man, that's crazy to be gone for 30 years and just, your daughter looks like a completely different person. Because yeah. she's not eight or whatever she's anymore. Not, yeah, she's not 10. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's the, imagine the, again, you figure host probably in her mid-30s, you would think. So it was 30 years, you're probably, you know, seven or eight maybe. When she left, yeah, imagine that, right? Just uh, the shell shock. She takes it rather well. Yeah. Kind of like, oh, okay, here I am. But again, yeah, we don't have time for this. We're at our last twenty minutes of the movie, so. <laughs> and this is. I like how the fact that Janet was like able to heal Ghost, and that was the whole problem all this time, and she's able to help her, and she's not in pain anymore. Like I yeah, thought that was like, really cool. If you'd sweet. gone about this the right way, it would have worked out for you in the. Yeah. Right. If you, if you had gone about this the right way, it would might have worked out sooner, and which is a really good and interesting kind of just thought. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I like when they have, and then you have the final part with the goons where they're, they keep, they gave the truth, the cops show up <laughs> and they gave the truth serum. They're like, we did it. We're murderers. And we We've did killed this, so many I... people. So also my restaurants have several health violations. <laughs> Some of them would shock you. And I, the guy's like, it is true serum. <laughs> callback. Great callback. My favorite little callbacks in a movie. Hence and my open. During this part, when, when, he became giant man. He was on TV and Wu was rushing to get down there and took Wu a while to get down there. So Wu finally gets down there. He sees a giant suit. He's like, I got you, Scott. It's up. Just give it up. And <laughs> here's my, I mean, I didn't think about it during this point, but now I'm going to make jokes about it where the suit ends up shrinking at the same time. Scott is running there half naked, just wearing his box shorts, running home. And somehow he's able to get home before they jump in their cars and rush to his house. Well, we see, Hope pick up the suit, so I just kind of assumed that she gave him the suit back and then he just planted it. Put his yeah. hand out and see if someone gave him a, a ride home, you know, a thumb up. You know? okay, <laughs> there, there it is. is. There it is. <laughs> it was, I was waiting for it. <laughs> Check off your bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting yeah. to make that joke for a while, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I, lo- I love how when they get into his house, though, he's just sitting there playing rock band, like, oh, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> well, and we see Ghost and Foster kind of on the run and Ghost like I I've done terrible things you haven't but Bill's uh he's he's got feelings for well not feelings you know what I mean father father daughter thing he's got yeah. a, an emotional attachment to her he's like no we're we're doing this together which is it's 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 powerful and I think it's a really it's another good scene mm-hmm. again she's not really she she's a villain but she's a villain that you care about like I'm assuming she's either going to be in Quantum Mania or she'll be somewhere down the road at some point yeah because they mention her in the the stinger but we haven't seen. Anything of these two in the, the well, I guess the only four movies we've had three movies we've had since this one. Yeah. And one was called Iron Man Far From Home. So, yeah, well, <laughs> okay, there. and then you have so I, I love how Scott then finally he's, all, you know, like they come there, they take off his, you know, his thing. And we was like, well, I'll see you. I'll get you next time. <laughs> it's like, I'll well, see you take, later. It's like, what? What? What do you mean? I thought maybe you want to go to dinner or something. It's like, do, do you want to go to dinner? No, 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 no. <laughs> Very, yeah, nice little, nice little moment. Yeah, it's a funny scene. And then when he finally goes to Cassie's house and he's able to leave, and he, I mean, that was just That's really great. powerful too. Oh. And just another big group hug. Awesome, great. He's 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 showing up at their door as opposed to them at his. It's yeah, and then so, XCOM is yeah. famous now because of they 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 brought down Sunny Birch. <laughs> yep. So now they want to. Everyone's clamoring for their services. It's great. And they seal the the big deal that they've been alluding to this whole movie. That's it. Excellent. Good. 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 It would have been terrible if they hadn't. So yay for that. <laughs> I love and, that scene where it's still got Scott at the the, the tiny table. <laughs> and then you have the scene that I'm, and Mike was referencing earlier that I had issues with too, where Pim then puts a house on the beach. Yeah, he puts the. I don't know if it's their house. But it's this old Victorian-looking house, and they enlarge it. House. That but, house has no plumbing, no, no electricity. I thought the same thing. No foundation. <laughs> and it's a beach. A beach is not like it's going to crumble right into the freaking sand. Well, maybe I, they got they got like Barbie's dream house, like that Hot Wheels rally case. They got a whole case full of little houses. It's like, oh, this course. one goes. So let's make a new one. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they have a whole city. You in just there. went around <laughs> stealing people's houses. Shrinker house. Yeah, all right. We'll take this with us. Oh, it's fine. They got a bunch of giant Duracell batteries packing, you know, powering the whole thing. It's fine. Don't no, worry about that, it. That could work. No, it's it still no plumbing. Like, like I said, I said, I'm like, it's built on sand. Didn't you guys read the Bible? You're not supposed to build things on sand. You build things on rock. <laughs> I know Jesus said that at some point. <laughs> so I was like, it's just, uh, yeah, I had the exact same thought. Like, where's the foundation? 
Here's like, here's our nice house. I'm gonna go dig the outhouse out back. <laughs> that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hun, are you sure this thing is level? Um, because you just kind of threw it on the grass. So uh, maybe at this. Maybe we should put down some concrete first. You know. Yeah, like a little bit of the concrete. You couldn't shrink some concrete. Oh, okay. I got a concrete yeah. block right here. All right, we're good. Now. I. It's cute for what this. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's absolutely cute moment. I'm, but I'm it, it raises nice. lots of questions. I really did. I had lots of questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just thought that's what was funny because I mean, something when I first saw the movie, I didn't think about. At this point, now that we're all homeowners, I'm like, hmm, here. <laughs> are you sure yeah. i mean i love the fact you put it remote so there's no hoa or anything but i mean <laughs> what school district is that in like well, i guess you're old enough you don't have to worry about that so anyway i'm not gonna have the funny. neighbors coming over we're like hey your ants are kind of duty and on our line <laughs> <laughs> yep 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 and um, then you have the God, a really good final scene of the actual movie i this is my favorite i think where it's you it's hope Hope Scott and Cassie are sitting in a car watching a movie, and they're watching them, the Ant movie. Oh, this from final. never mind. I was talking about yeah. this. Go ahead. Sorry. What were we talking about? No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was talking about the next scene coming up. Oh, no, okay. this That's... is very good, though. My wife panicked, but go ahead and explain. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's made to look like they're at a driving, so they're sitting in a car watching the movie with other cars around them. You can kind of see in the background, and uh, Cassie's like, well, I want I want to help people, too, but my dad wants you as a partner and then we get the moth land on the movie screen and only to pan out and find out that everyone's shrunken down and they're yeah. hot wheels cars and they're watching the movie on the laptop. Yeah. And Oh my God, this moth is terrifying. No, we so okay. Here it is. My wife is, is deadly afraid of moths and butterflies. I don't like them either. I, I prefer butterflies didn't exist because they flit. They kind of just flit. They don't fly. They just kind of like just flap their ugly wings and just like they're, big and they're gross my wife literally went okay, okay, okay. no no no, no. Okay. <laughs> like she had a moment where a moment of terror not good these moths i'll tell you a very quick story i was in uh, niagara falls on the american side and there's a butterfly conservatory and um, i don't like butterflies as i said but the, the people i were with they want to go so i walk into the butterfly conservatory and i start panicking like panicking like dang near panic attack get me out get me out i gotta get out I get out. I just get through the thing conservatory. I go out the other side into the gift shop. I'm taking my breath. And all of a sudden, this guy in a giant butterfly costume just starts walking by like, <laughs> and I have never wanted to punch someone so hard <laughs> in my life. My first thought was almost murderous. Like, oh, fuck you. These are not fun. This is you. No, I don't like you either. So I don't like butterflies or moths. And this was a very scary moment. So, yeah, terrifying. Okay, that's something I expect this to go, but all right. Man, it lands on that car, and that car shakes. That thing is... Oh, no, God, please stop talking about it. it. (laughs) Oh, in the movie they're watching, did anyone get the reference of what they're watching? Yeah, Mike Um, pointed out it's them. Oh, you did? Okay, I'm sorry. I was still still cringing in my brain about (laughs) Moss. It is cool that it's the old Ant movie. Yep, very good. I love the Fallout 3 mission that calls back to that. I think it's called They, but it's Mm -hmm. the breathing ants. Yep. Yep, yep, Great yep, game. Yep. That is a good game. We need to we need to cover that one day. Yeah, we've talked about it. It's going to be a tough one to work in somewhere. Yeah, it's a big it's one. not that long. Yeah, it's yeah. big enough. We could we could do it. Anyway, all right. All right. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Well, do, new, do new Vegas. I just finished it. So it's, do new Vegas. I uh, I finished one of the DLCs. I started a second one, and I said, nope, I'm done. <laughs> I'm just tired. Yeah, of this. that's they have to do it sometimes. One and day. then you have credits, and this is when you get the the first scene, which is. 
of the, the Pym family. And then they're having Scott go down to the quantum realm to get quantum particles to help ghosts. And when he's in there, he's like, all right, I'm ready to go back, guys, guys. And then they all turn to dust, which is, you know, because Infinity War happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my favorite end credit scene in the MCU. I, my wife and I were – I've never seen it before. My wife and I, our jaws hit the floor for a good 30 seconds because it's so well-timed. The, 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 the pacing of it's great. The payoff is great. It has ultimate impact. Like it's not just showing Thanos' dumb face or, <laughs> or joke, which are fine for end credit scenes because you get our joke one at the very, very end. But this has so much weight and impact, almost like the Captain Marvel one. Where, um, well, not obviously not the end of Captain Marvel, the one where Infinity War, Infinity War, War thank you, which also has a lot of impact and meaning. This one sets off the events of Endgame. Like this is this links up directly, I believe, to the beginning of Endgame. Yes. So it is, I just extraordinary. And now I know why he was in the quantum realm and stuck there. Oh boy! And they put it right after the. They know what they were doing. They put that right after the credits. So. Wow. And, then you get your final credit yep. scene, which is an ant playing rock band. But there's something I didn't notice during the scene that's kind of very kind of foreboding is the TV goes blank. Like you just see the color screen where the antenna, you know, they don't have a signal anymore because mm-hmm. everyone just disappeared. And sense. the world is, you know, going into dystopia all of a sudden. And it's just it didn't hit me. I'm like, oh, wait a second. The TV's all blank. Yeah. You know, you just you see that scene. I'm just like, oh, it happened. And then he and so the ants is no one's there for the ants. He's just playing rock band. And it's not a it's not as happy as a scene as it once was to me when I caught that TV part. It was clever and cute. And I'll let you I'll chime in, Michael, on these. But it was clever and cute. But you're right. It had a bit of sadness. And I thought, oh, no, this ant is going to live this mundane life for the rest <laughs> of its sad existence. Like That's all this ant's going to ever do is which I guess could be, you know, could be worse. But hanging out in bathtubs and playing rock band. But um, <laughs> you're right. You know, it has a little bit of weight to it, but it is very funny to see the ant still doing his uh, routine. The question I had is, when they're going into the quantum realm to get the healing particles for Ghost, I asked my wife, I'm like, what happens to her over these five years? Like, if she didn't get dusted, she's pretty much just done for. That's a very good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Hopefully they'll bring that up in the next Ant-Man movie. At least something. Yeah. yeah. Something. That's a good point. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The ant one I didn't even bother to watch last night when we were watching. I'm like, eh, we don't need to see the ant watching playing rock band, whatever. The the ant playing rock band, we didn't bother. Oh, you didn't bother? Yeah, you don't need to. All right, and that brings us to shelf, stack, or box. And I'll go first. Um, This this is going on the shelf. This is a really good movie. It's still funny. I want to say I like the first Ant-Man better, but I can't really remember if I'm remembering correctly that I like the other movie or I just... You know, I don't really know because it's been I've watched too many MC movies in a row. <laughs> don't do that, by the way. But it's still, it's a really good film. The jokes land. I enjoyed it. I definitely I mean, I haven't seen it since theaters and I'll watch it again for sure. It's it's a really good movie going on the shelf and I'm, I'm glad we watched it. How about you, Hughes? Uh, it's going to go <laughs> in the box. Like, I hate this. No, <laughs> this is my favorite MCU movie. I love this thing. It's it's such a fun self-contained story other than the references to Civil War and the first Ant-Man. But uh, like you said, the jokes all land. The comedy is well done in this one. Like, I don't think there's a single one that I just like, uh, whatever. Like, uh, I was laughing the whole movie. <laughs> it's great. And the action is among the best in the MCU, which I know is going to get some gasp out of people because the MCU is known for its action. But there's nothing like it in this. Like, like the action in this movie isn't like the action in any other movie with the shrinking and the whatnot. So... Yeah, it's 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 good. <laughs> I can't even put it into words. Apparently, 
he put it into words. He did a very nice job. Don't uh, don't oh, don't uh, sit on it. Right. How about you, Bill? Uh, <laughs> the, uh, I, I well, I can't say this is my favorite MCU movie. I think that's still well. We're gonna actually do our rankings at the end yes, of this thing after right? we All finish right. Spider-Man: well, Far From Home. We're yeah, another episode where we think back about this crazy idea somebody had. Ah, uh, yes, we'll reminisce. I I think this is a excellent movie. I think it's better than the first one, mostly on the strength of the amount of shrinking um, action there is. I know that sounds kind of basic, but like Michael said, it's so fun. Like it's an and it's extremely unique. There's nothing like it in the MCU. And I think the villains are better. Sorry, villains. The antagonists are better. <laughs> uh, they're just better than uh, whatever his name was from the first one. Uh, yeah. I yellow cross, jacket. Cross, yeah, yellow jacket. Yeah, right. I think the sort of the antagonists are better. I think there's a little more emotional weight. There's a little more stakes. But again, it's aim small, miss small. Uh, it's a really delightful movie. So this is definitely on the shelf. And this is easy. And I think I put Ant Man on the shelf as well. I almost like to see this as like a part one, part two kind of thing, but I, I definitely would rank this higher than the original for sure. And it's delightful. I'm so glad I uh, spent last night watching it. This is a, a lot of fun. It's nice to have such low stakes for a change, especially after something yeah. like Infinity War. This was exactly what I wanted. Right, because we have galactic stakes coming up in in Endgame and. Again, I have Marvel, I think, is Galactic States, too. If I remember yeah, correctly. there is. Well, yeah, that's when we get to the scroll, right? Yeah. 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 And they're always big stakes, evidently. So, yeah, I, I, I'm just glad we saw it. I'm glad I got a chance to finally catch it because I missed it first time around. And I'm bummed I did. Should not have. I'm surprised. But I guess, you know, life was probably happening, I'm assuming. Yeah, kid. And, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Get in the way. Oh, and Mike, you'll like this on IMDb. This movie actually rates under Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm, that's okay. Not everyone can have really? a, the right opinion. That's yeah, yeah. People, those things are influenced by a number of things. And by the way, Michael, I'm just going to say real quick because I think some people on our audience might be banging their head against the steering wheel when you're talking about car chases and the great car chases. <laughs> this is not better than um, Steve McQueen in The Great Escape. Yeah, that's, I have not seen The Great Escape, and I know uh, that's one that people always reference. But yeah, I'm just saying because it's it's low hanging fruit. Our audience may be like, really, mm-hmm. isn't it better than The Great Escape? What movie is that with the car chase that by Edgar Wright? Uh, Drive or Baby Driver? Baby Driver. Oh, I have not seen that either. It's great. I haven't either. Or Baby the French Driver's Connection. So good. Oh. French Connection is another one that, that I always see. Brother. French Connection to people I think is slightly overrated, but we'll talk about seven, 1970s gritty you know cop <laughs> movies maybe another day. But um, never yeah. seen it. It's good. It's a good car chase, French Connection. I just like those because they're real cars driven by real people. And the actors themselves, like Steve McQueen, that was his motorcycle. He was doing oh. all that crazy stuff because oh, he was a maniac and uh, a wild man. Never seen that movie either. Steve McQueen's the man. Bullet is another one. Oh, yeah, Bullet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. none of them are like, this one's unique, so it's got that. None, going of, for none of them are shrinking and then, like you said, <laughs> like expanding to pop another car into the air and flip them. There's none of that. No. That would be very strange. We also didn't talk about giant Ant Man using a, a flatbed truck as a makeshift as a scooter. Skateboard, as like <laughs> yeah. a skateboard. <laughs> so good. Okay, that was yeah. funny, too. Gosh, that was good. <laughs> All right. And I should introduce what we're going to be talking about next time we come to you with another MCU episode. We are covering Captain Marvel. Three very, very, very divisive movie. <laughs> like, is it? Is it a divisive movie? Oh, it movie? is. Yeah. I remember really loving it when I saw it, but again. Yeah, but you, you, it seems like you either love it or hate it, so I guess we'll talk about that next time. Indeed. Yes. All right, and we will see you guys all. Yeah, no, wait, what the hell am I doing? I need to plug. <laughs> what the hell am I doing? God. Uh, Bill, where can people find you? Because your show is live. 
It is. This is going to be released like in June, I'm suspecting, right? Um, Something like that. That nah, doesn't matter. It'll be live. Yes, uh, the, the, a gamer looks at 40 is finally um, in your ear holes. If not, it should be. <laughs> Very quickly, quick plug. If you've uh, listened to the show and listened to the series, you've heard before. Uh, but it's a retrospective on the history of games as told through the stories and recollections of people who have lived it. Mr. Our own Michael Hughes is going to be on there. We're going to be recording his uh, this week. We're going to talk a bit about the NES era and arcades and fun stuff. Our own uh, Mike Alberton will be on later because he's a young blood and uh, <laughs> he, he, he grew up in the Super Nintendo era. So that'll be a coming. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty neat series. So be sure to check it out. A Gamer Looks at 40 on Twitter because I can only handle one social media thing mentally and time-wise. So that's your option. <laughs> ah, you're good. You don't need to do them all. I really don't know. Trust me, I, I know. I speak from variance. <laughs> you have them all. I don't know how you do it. Not TikTok, though. We should be on TikTok, but we are not. Oh, good TikTok. Lord. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, people have told me I should, and I have, I'm have. i starting to cut out clips from our show when I edit. Okay. Like the salmon one. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't put us on TikTok yet. But all right. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go check out all our other MC movies. We have covered everything up to this point. So almost everything is out there for you. Go listen to those. We cover games. We cover comics. We do other movies, too. So definitely go check all those out. And games are bread and butter. We do games every week. And if you and our intro and outro is courtesy of Bowie, a.k.a. Mike Tony from ZP Bite the Bullet, Song and School Kids Squad. You will see a link in the show notes for his channel. You will see a link in the show notes for Bill's podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. There should be. I'm assuming at this point. Yep. So definitely check those out and we have a patreon finally i did set one up i forget to mention it here and there but if you want to throw us a dollar we don't have any incentives current at the moment that i'm recording this i have not figured out anything yet that's eventually so definitely go check that out you can help out the show i think that's everything i need to say oh please follow us on facebook instagram twitter and on youtube we are on youtube and have been now for a while when you're listening to this and please so. uh please sign up for the patreon because we still need to raise money to see <laughs> extended snyder cut justice league so it's a good movie if you want to, I don't want to hear it. If you want to, actually, it's a good movie. I'm not lying it, at all. Um, I loved right. it, and I've seen it twice. If you want me to talk about it, then by all means, please uh, throw us a couple bucks for a <laughs> month of HBO Network. <laughs> I should do that one day. I'll make that an actual when I mess with Patreon someday. When we finish the, well, at some point I'll mess with Patreon. All right, we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Bye.